0: This is the God in All Things podcast, rooted in Ignatian spirituality and seeking the presence of God in the everyday. With Advent beginning next week, we begin to think about the incarnation of God in the person of Jesus Christ. But the idea of salvation may likely not be on our mind. That's for Lent and Holy Week. Yet we ought to do some reforming of our understanding of salvation. When Ignatius mentions in his first Principle and Foundation that our purpose is to praise, reverence, and serve God, so to save our souls, what does he mean? Louis Savory interprets this as being created to make a unique contribution to the great evolutionary project initiated and continually supported by God, namely bringing all creation together into one magnificent, conscious, loving union. In other words, salvation is a loving union with God, one another, and all creation. It is the aim of the kingdom toward which we are moving. It is the mission of Christ. It is a desire deep in the hearts of all human beings, though we may sometimes be blinded to this. It is not about getting to another place called heaven. Heaven is this ultimate loving union. Paul Coutinho calls it Divine Intimacy. Richard Rohr points out that traditional Franciscan theology sees the Incarnation as the great act of salvation, not the cross. God did not need a blood sacrifice in order to love us. Atonement theory truly falls short of who we know God to be. Too often, Christianity has been seen as transactional, paying debts, making sacrifices, ticking off doctrine. God does not require a transaction in order to love us. If that were the case, then there would be no freedom in God's love. Love without freedom is not love. I struggle with the concept of mass stipends, which is money given for a mass to be offered for someone deceased. Some, unfortunately, treat grace and prayer as something to be purchased, as if God expects masses to be said in return for a quicker path to heaven. I know of a woman who sends long lists of deceased Nazis to Catholic churches requesting masses offered for their souls. In some churches, you'll find papers scattered in the pews or placed on a table that tell you to recite a prayer x number of times and distribute x number of copies in order for your intention to be answered these kinds of things view prayer as magic or as a transaction with God and of course there's a belief that regardless of how you live your life a repentant conversion at the last moment before death can save you from hell this is the idea of transactional atonement and true prayer is about relationship true love is not transactional Love expects nothing in return. This is part of love's freedom. I hear people in the church all the time say that we don't need to do anything to merit God's love. Yet I continue to see this transactional mentality among some. Where is the freedom? Salvation became ours when God took the initiative to be with us through the event of the Incarnation. Jesus's life, actions, and teachings orient hearts toward creation's ultimate loving union. The cross was a consequence of God's radical love, not its cause. The Incarnation was not a response to clean up the mess of humanity, but God's free choice to be with us in it inviting us to take part in the project of salvation. Salvation is loving enemies. It's world peace. It's trusting in our inherent goodness and dignity. When one prays with Ignatius' meditation on the incarnation and spiritual exercises, they ponder how the Trinity responds to witnessing humanity's chaos. Is the choice to send Christ to earth motivated by anger or some kind of God justice requiring a violent transactional execution to pay a price for sin? Or is the Trinity's response from a movement of love and compassion to be with us, suffer with us, and encouragingly love us as we journey toward healing and wholeness and peace and union? Which is the gentler picture? Richard War says, if God uses and needs violence to attain God's purposes, maybe Jesus did not really mean what he said in the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the gentle, the merciful, the peacemakers. What is your image of God? A God whose love is dependent on rules and certain transactions? or God whose gentle love invites us toward God's self at no cost. If you need something to pray with this Advent, we have a resource at IgnatianResources.com called Imagine Advent. It's a downloadable series using traditional Advent scripture readings for each of the four weeks and invites you to enter into these passages by way of Ignatian Imaginative Prayer. While the series can be purchased for groups to pray and share with, anyone can access the audio version of the meditations for free. Learn more and download the audio at ignatianresources.com advent. God bless and have a happy Advent season.